What's going on? This is your boy Webby Webb, and I am presenting to you the Talk It Up Sports Podcast Show. And I am accompanied by my homeboy Jeff Lysey. What's going on, Jeff? Hey, what's up with you, Mark? Man, man much. it's time due, right? It's, yeah. it's doing time, right? It's, it's about time. It's about time we got this going. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. But I'd like to uh, do like a little personal introduction. My name is Mark Webster Jr. I am a junior here at Western Kentucky University, majoring in broadcast communication. And I'm looking, you know, to go into sports broadcasting. It's, you know, I play the game of football since I've, you know, been young. And I'm just looking forward to, you know, doing something I love. And I'm Jeff Lightsey Jr. I'm a, a graduate of WKU. And now I am a news producer here in Bowling Green at WBKO. So, yeah, I have did sports journalism, news coverage, everything, man. So everything in between. So that's all I got. <laughs> man, most definitely. Well, Jeff, you know, it's – it's like I said, it's doing time, and we both we both love sports. So yeah. let's let's get right into what the people <laughs> people are ready to listen to. As we know, our first topic we're going to be talking about, you know, is college basketball. You know, last night the State Farm Championship Classic between the first matchup at 7 p.m. was between Kansas and Michigan State. You know, preseason ranked number one. You know, them Jayhawks. That's <laughs> personal favorite for me. <laughs> Versus the Michigan State team. And then the nightcap, which is a game that we thought was going to be close. But we've seen something, you know, something pretty scary out of Duke. But walk me through, you know, the first game, Jeff. What were your thoughts on that Kansas Pre versus Michigan State game? Pretty much. Uh, can it was a tough game. Kansas just has more manpower than Michigan State. Um, yeah. I thought Michigan State was preseason ranked too high. Um, I thought losing Miles Bridges, losing Jaron Jackson. Uh, you brought in some guys, but I, I thought that they, you know, being in the top ten, it was mainly off the stature that is Tom Izzo. You know, he's a yeah. great coach, but I think talent-wise, they just don't have it all there. Not saying they're going to be a bad team. They'll probably be a Sweet 16 kind of team. But Kansas is a team looking for a Final Four. Mm -hmm. Now, Kansas has a bunch of transfers, a bunch of guys that are new to the program, a bunch of guys that haven't been there very long. And yeah. so, you know, and they lost their fair share of talent. So it's going to take them a while to gel and get it all together. So that's what that's mainly my thoughts over that, that Kansas-Michigan State game. What, what yeah. else did you see on the court? Honestly, uh, from that game last night, I felt that Kansas – they're out. They're out for you know out to prove something. But like once again, you they're a young team to say the least. Yeah. They have you know a different transfer and they have you know a, a couple returns with Azabuki down low and yep. they have uh, Vic. Vic you know on the perimeter. It's just it's just how are they going to be a, be able to adjust you know as the season goes goes along. It's just because it's one of those things. Once you get you know to February, you get the conference play. You're going to run into teams that are going to be equipped. But see, this was so good about the State Farm Classic and all these big time games at the beginning of the season because this is this team that you see from Kansas or Kentucky or Duke or Michigan State. This is not the same team that you'll see by conference tournament time, yeah. and it's definitely not the team you'll see, or they hope not the <laughs> team you'll see by March, you right. know, by Selection Sunday. So that's why playing playing a great team like. Kentucky playing Duke and getting overmatched or Kansas playing Michigan State and Michigan State kind of getting overmatched. It was closer, but they were pretty much overmatched. It's just a great measuring stick. You know, it's like, okay, that's the top dog. You know, Kansas was number one. Duke was, you know, Kentucky and Duke were both in the top five. Right. Like, they are this much better than us. Well, now we know where we need to go. You know, now we have, like, a measuring stick. But instead of when you play, like, these, you know, FCS teams or these, you know, mid-level, mid-conference, Conference USA or Sunbelt, whatever teams, yep. like, that, they ain't really telling you much about your team. And so this will kind of be like, all right, you know, Michigan State got the tail whip. Kentucky yeah. got beat down. It's like, all right, now we know what to prepare for. 
by some of the better teams in the in the country. You and, know, that, and that's and what that, you do when you play them. I'm glad you say that because it's one of those things when I always look forward to the championship classic, and I'm I'm sure I'm not the only one because yeah. it's it's a statement game to see who's legit and who's not, and it's a little bit of exposure, but it's a good a test, as you will say. Okay, going on to the nine thirty game. That was a game. <laughs> <laughs> You know, being in the state of Kentucky, you know, everyone's looking forward to, you know, UK basketball, but this Duke team, man, it they're pretty scary, man. So, so, you know, like you said, we live here in the state of Kentucky, and of course there's Kentucky, I mean, Kentucky basketball rules the day here, right? Like, so yeah. there's there's Kentucky fans everywhere, and, and not just here in the state, but everywhere in the country. I think Kentucky probably has the biggest fan base in college basketball. It's easy to say. It's pretty close between – Carolina, Duke, but yeah, UK Kentucky, basketball they travel is like it, crazy. It, exactly, and it's everywhere. And that game was in Indianapolis, and it looked like a sea of blue. Right. You couldn't tell if there's Duke blue, Kentucky blue. There's a whole lot of blue there. So, But with that Kentucky team, this Kentucky team, which is crazy, they're going to be really good. Yeah, you know, exactly. Reed Travis is a player. Uh, I think his name's Keldon or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like he's, a good, he's a good player. Um, but with this Duke team, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have two guys that are going to be one and two. Like, they're just special. I mean, R.J. Barrett looks like, I mean, he shouldn't be in college basketball right now. Zion Williamson, kind of the same way. And then this Cam Reddish guy will be a top five pick. So that much talent right now, I mean, they look like the Golden State Warriors of of college basketball. I mean, <laughs> right. they, they not only are they really talented, but they're unselfish. They're a team that plays really unselfish. They're crazy athletic. They're crazy long. I mean, have they, I think the three guys, Reddish, uh, R.J. Barrett, and – and uh, was it, Reddish, R.J. Barrett, and Zion yeah, yeah, are like yeah. six, eight, and up. You yeah, know, what so I'm saying? Like, you these have, guys are huge. They're mm-hmm. long. They're athletic, and I, they're going to be a handful for anybody across the country this year. Yeah, definitely. You know, as they get into S- ACC play, that's going to be. I feel like that's going to be a breeze for them, just because they have that. Let's 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 not forget. It, it starts with Coach K as well. Yeah, yeah. Coach K is going to get them right regardless. And I just feel like watching them. I just seen a different level of like greatness and like. Because like the game out the out the gate, it was like a point where it was like, it was fifteen to two at a point. Yeah, like it was like. I mean, they won the yeah. game by thirty four yeah, 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 so points, and it didn't feel that close. Right, you exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was, it was insane. So, but I'm, I'm glad you mentioned though about UK. I feel like UK will have a good a good team this year. So. That's something to look forward well, to. Well, the thing about Kentucky, like I said, um, you know, Cal gets a lot of slack for his coaching. But, I mean, the man has a whole bunch of wins, and he gets a whole bunch of great players. Like, you don't do that by accident. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was that easy, everybody would be doing it. So, my thing with Kentucky, like I said, like I mentioned with Kansas and, and Michigan State, this Kentucky team, you know, they, they like I said, that the Duke team right now is the bar, is the standard, right? Yep. Like, Kansas saw it, Michigan State saw it, Kentucky felt it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so, so they're the standard. And everybody, now everybody, the bullseye's going to be on them. So since Kentucky has win against Duke, they know what the best of the best is like. So right. they don't, they you know, so when they go and play against, the the SEC is going to be tough now. Now, most years the SEC is not that great. Mm-hmm. You normally have a okay Florida team, but Auburn's going to have a team. You know exactly. what I mean? Tennessee's going to have a team. You know, Florida is always going to put together a formidable team. South Carolina, like there's going to be ball ball clubs in the SEC this year that are pretty decent. And so Kentucky is going to go into conference play. Like I said, it's going to be a different team by conference play, mm-hmm. by conference tournament time, and it'll be a very different team by NCAA tournament time. So I think, you know, Kentucky, you know, it's just the first game of the season. Yes. That's the thing. Everything is just the first game of the season. But this Duke team, like, like we said, has a chance to be really, really special. They're not going to go undefeated or anything. Yeah. Like they're going to take their lumps. You know, North Carolina's got a solid team. Uh, the ACC in basketball is always pretty good. NC Most State definitely. puts a formidable team. Syracuse will be really good. So, like, they'll take their lumps. But right now, talent-wise, 
I think they just have more talent than everybody. And and right now, and with that, that will win you a bunch of ball games having a bunch of talent. So yeah. So if you just started listening to the podcast show, you know, talking about sports podcast show, we are talking about a recap of last night's championship classic game. You know, between the you know doubleheader between KU and Michigan State, and then the nightcap between Duke versus UK. And as we stick in, you know, on the basketball, and we stay in the state of Kentucky. Western Kentucky University, you know, their basketball team, it's been a lot of hype, you know, going around WKU's basketball team. And last night they played uh, 25, 25th ranked Washington. And that was a game that, you know, I, I was really surprised on how they how they managed that game with despite missing a few pieces. What was your thoughts on that game? Well, the biggest thing for Western, like you said, they uh, a couple guys were out, you know, for suspension or whatever. Um, with Western, I think they struggled when Wa- – it was a close game. <laughs> Up until late in the second half. Yeah. And they struggled when Washington went to a zone. You know, mm-hmm. I was watching this, and, and right now, Weston's got to find some guys that can knock down some shots. Yeah. They struggled because Washington went to a zone, and Bassey got in foul trouble. Uh, yeah. Bassey is going to be a big part of this, you know. You know, he's going to – Weston's going to go as far as Charles Bassey takes him. I mean, he's not a five-star recruit and ranked all this big. And the, and trust me, the hype is real. Like, yep. the dude is a really good ball player. But he's got to learn how to, you know, stay out of foul trouble. He's got to be – continue to stay aggressive because he chases a lot of blocks and plays really good defense. But he's got to continue to stay aggressive but also, you know, manage his fouls and make sure he doesn't, doesn't get in trouble on that end. Yeah, I would have to agree with you on that because they can go as far as, you know – what he does for the team as well, yeah. but also has to come down to the uh, the guard play as well, and you know moving that ball, you know because they go zone. I mean, I'm pretty sure other teams in conference USA like Marshall yeah. and you know other MTSU, they're gonna they're gonna try to expose, you know expose the weakness and. And now one big thing for Western, I think, um, is look, Savage is new. You mm-hmm. know, Tavion he got in some whatever. Josh Anderson's taking on a bigger role this year, so they've got players that are really good. They will also they will also look different after the semester. We know Lamonte Bearden, which is a starter. You know, he started with thirty plus games last year. He won't be able to come back until December. So mm-hmm. once this semester's over, they'll add a huge piece to their basketball team. I think this Western team's good enough to win thirty games this year. I mean, yeah. I think they're really good. They showed it. They showed flashes of it last night. It got away from them late because of you know all the missed shots and some of the fouls at the end, but. They have a chance to be really special, uh, a really special ball club by season by March, and I think they'll be dancing. Okay, Jeff. As we, you know, conclude the first topic of you know of college basketball, let me hear. Let me hear your your preseason. I know it's early, but it's let really me early. hear your, your final four <laughs> predictions. Okay, so it's it's really easy to put Duke in there now after yeah. last night. So I'm gonna go Duke, Villanova, North Carolina. In Kentucky, I think those four teams at the end of the season will be uh, will be in the Final Four. I, I, so I'll say Duke. Say it again one more time on record. <laughs> yeah, Duke, Kentucky, Villanova, and North Carolina. That's my Final Four. What about you? Man? Okay, all right. Okay, you know I'm like I said I'm being a game. You know, being a fan of Kansas and watch them. You know, produce over the years. And I know that they get to the Elite Eight. You know, they kind of struggle. Yeah, they get to the Final <laughs> Four, they kind of struggle. But this team, you know, they're very very talented. So my final four, I know, as all it is, it is early. We haven't really had a chance to see teams struggling. Any other team, yeah, yeah exactly. So <laughs> I'm gonna go with you know Kansas, UK, Virginia, and I'm gonna throw North Carolina in there as well. Oh wow, so no yeah. Duke, no Duke, no Duke. No, you know what? You know what? <laughs> I, I'm gonna, you know what? You know what, Jeff? I'm gonna stand. I'm gonna stand ten toes down. Okay, on that. so so you so we'll run that final four one more time. Okay, we got Kansas, UK. Vil, uh, who does I say? Let's see. Hold on. Virginia. You Virginia, Virginia. Virginia. 
and we're gonna go uh, North Carolina. And North you Carolina. have a national champion out of that. You, if you had to choose one team to win the championship right Ooh, now, right on, now on November seventh, no, <laughs> November seventh. Probably KU. KU, yeah, okay. KU. My, my national champion is Duke. Uh, yeah. I think those boys with R.J. Barrett, Zion, Cam Reddish, and Jones, and the rest of those guys, they'll be too much for everybody. But yeah, so yeah, so there it is. <laughs> so as we come back from as we come back from break, we're going to be talking a little bit about you know college football and what, what to expect. You know, as the weeks are slowly coming to an end. We're back here on the Talk It Up Sports podcast show. I'm Mark Webster, and I'm accompanied by Jeff Slicey, yeah. homie Jeff. Jeff, you know, earlier in the show we talked a little bit about college basketball, but now it's time to transition over to college football. You know, our top ten rankings as of today, we have number one, Alabama, number two, Clemson, number three, Notre Dame, coming in number four, Michigan, five, Georgia, six, Oklahoma, seven, LSU, we have eight Washington and nine West Virginia and, and number ten, I believe that's Ohio State. You know, yeah. that's that's pretty, that's pretty, you know, pretty unique to say the least. So, what are your thoughts, you know, on the top ten? Well, I, as far as the top ten goes, right now, all that matters is four, right? Yeah. Like, cause mm-hmm. it's the top, it's the top ten, but it's the playoff only has four teams. So that top four was Bama, Notre Dame, Clemson, and who was the who was the fourth team in there? Bama, Notre Dame, yeah. Clemson. I'm, I'm losing. I'm missing somebody. But regardless, you know, whoever the fourth team is. Um, oh, Michigan. Michigan. Okay. Yeah. So there's only one team that even has a chance against Bama, and that's Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, Clemson. <laughs> my heart hurts to say this. They just hung 77 <laughs> on my Cardinals, um, yeah. and and they're running through teams right now. Although the Kelly Bryant, you know, moving. The, putting the guy over up. Uh, what's, what's the guy's name that came in and replaced Kelly Brown? I think Trevor Lawrence or yeah. something. Trevor Lawrence, although that was controversial, is the right move. Mm-hmm. This guy is special. Kelly Bryant had his limitations, and we saw what happened when they try, when you trot a guy out there with limitations against Alabama. You don't have a chance. Um, Ohio State trotted uh, – I mean, when you trot guys that can't throw it down the field and make great plays down the field, your vertical passing game, you have to have – to beat Alabama mm-hmm. in years past, right? <laughs> in yeah. years past, to beat Alabama, you and, and Clemson knows the formula because they've done it. You have to have a quarterback that's kind of nimble and that's able to deliver the ball down the field accurately, Most um, and, and accompanied by a semi-automatic, I mean, a semi-good running game. And Clemson has all that. Yeah. Their offense right now is is on a is just going a fast break, crazy pace. And we know they have like four defensive linemen that'll go in the top two rounds of the NFL draft. So Clemson is the only team that has a chance. Michigan State and Notre Dame will be interesting, I mm-hmm. think. I think they can make it interesting. At least Notre Dame. Michigan, not so much. I think Alabama will wipe the floor of Michigan. That's just my personal opinion. But Clemson is the only team that has a chance. Yeah, without doubt, I'm going to have to go with Clemson as well. Just because, you know, they're familiar with Alabama. Yeah. They know, you know, not. I'm not going to say they know what it takes to beat Alabama, but they know – to an extent, what you know, the blueprint for Alabama. The biggest thing is they ref- they are familiar with the Alabama of the past, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> this Alabama team is different, and you want to know why it's different? What's because up? of Tua. Tua yeah, yeah. makes them uh, takes because we've what always Alabama has won four national championships with semi mediocre quarterback play. They've had studs. Say that every- again. You know they yeah. have studs everywhere: running backs, offensive linemen. Uh, wide receivers, and then, of course, the defense is all-world every single year, right? Yeah. And they've won and lost national championships with semi 
you know, just average quarterback play. Whether, I mean, A.J. McCarron, who's never starting in the NFL, uh, yeah. McElroy, uh, what is the other game? Sims. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can just keep going down the line. Coker, the goes won, on. Coker won a championship. Like, who was Jacob Coker? But now they have a star. They don't just – like, yeah. this guy's like, what, 28 to one interception? 28 touchdowns, mm-hmm. one interception. I mean, this guy is legit the front runner for the Heisman. Like, they have a star quarterback to go with all those studs everywhere else. And not to mention, he's got to come back another year. So yeah. it's like, And they've already won a championship with him. So it's like Alabama is special. Like, this team that we're watching is pretty special. Judy and Ruggs and, of course, all the guys on the defense. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that right now it's hard to choose anybody to beat them. But if I had to choose one team that I think that, could match up, that matches up the best with them, it is the guys over there uh, in Death Valley for Clemson. So Yeah, I want to. I just want to touch a little bit about, you know, how special Alabama is, you know, this year. I mean, we've seen the what they went down to do when they traveled down to Tiger Stadium and and put a butt whooping on, you know, LSU 29-0. Like, that was my official wake-up call. Like, okay, Alabama legit once again. See, to me, that wasn't so much a wake-up call because I kind of felt like they were going to do that, right? Oh, like, because, man. Well, here's the thing. Like, a lot of people hype up this LSU-Alabama rivalry because – you know, they both have a lot of great players in the NFL. Yeah. Um, LSU's got, you know, of course, Odell Beckham and, you know, Darius Geis plays for the Redskins and Jarvis Landry and, you know, on and on all these guys. And, of course, Alabama has their guys. And it's just a hard-hitting matchup. But, you know, Alabama's won the last eight games against LSU. Yeah. Like, yeah. you, they won the it's, last So it's really no rival. It's not a yeah. rivalry, right? Yeah. And LSU <laughs> – like, still can't get the quarterback thing right. Yeah. Like, Joe Burrows was forced out of Ohio State. I mean, not really forced out, but he didn't win the job there. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's an upgrade to what they had. But until they get the quarterback it's, thing together, no they will never. And then, like I said, so a, a year's past Alabama team would have beat them, like, you know, 17 to nothing or 14 to nothing because they wouldn't have been. But, see, now they have Tua, right? So yeah. now it's 29. It's a huge win because they have – the offensive now they have a, not only do they have a defensive juggernaut they have an offensive juggernaut and it's mm-hmm. led by Tua Tagovailoa and he is I mean special right. and he'll be the number one pick when he's eligible I mean he's that yeah. good. he's that good so I'm gonna ask you Jeff you know as we continue to dive into you know college football specifically Alabama just because they've been the talk you know around college football who which team would would you say would be a sleeper you know in this upcoming race maybe to get that last you know that that last final spot. Um, I, I think that you, the, the, as we look at the rankings now, we, we see you know, Georgia, we see Oklahoma. What, what about you know West Virginia? Or so like, West Virginia doesn't have a chance. <laughs> West Virginia can play defense. Uh, they can't play defense. Now I think they could score a lot of points. Not really a lot of points on Alabama, but they can't play any defense. They give up a whole bunch of points every week. They have a really good quarterback in Will Greer though. Um, what's crazy <laughs> because they did get dismantled. By Purdue, Ohio State, I think is going to sneak back into this playoff. You I what? think, I uh, yes, I think Ohio State because they play Michigan, and once they beat Michigan, the last game of the season, they'll win, uh, they'll win their conference championship, and they'll sneak back in the playoff. Now, mm-hmm. whether they should or not, yeah. I mean that's uh, for you, whoever to debate. But I think they'll end up back in it because I think they will beat Michigan. I think they'll up at this point. It'll be an upset. They'll upset Michigan. Um, and so the playoff, the final playoff will be because Bama will play Georgia in the SEC championship. They'll yep. beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll end up being Bama, Clemson, they'll win the ACC. Yep. Ohio State will beat Michigan and then Notre Dame because they're independent. They don't play a conference championship exactly. game. So they'll finish the regular season undefeated. They'll probably end up at number two or three maybe. They'll probably end up at number three because Clemson, even a one-loss Clemson team, mm-hmm. will be. I think they'll put them over Notre Dame, sadly. And they'll have Ohio State um, – 
in in the playoffs. So no, actually, Clemson's undefeated. My bad. Yeah. So Clemson. So it'll be Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and then Ohio State sneak in and get that fourth spot. Yeah, I'm really honestly, I, I would honestly, my personal opinion on this is when I look at Michigan, a team like Michigan, you know, time after time, you know, when they meet up with Ohio State, it's like, oh, we already know the same results, yeah, and stuff like that. So it's it's it, been close, mm-hmm. but yeah, the Michigan. Uh, one team I really wish that could sneak in. I don't. I just don't know if they have a, a good enough remaining schedule. They still have a championship game. Mm-hmm. I really wish Oklahoma could get in that playoff. I was just about to um, mention Oklahoma. I really wish Oklahoma could get in there. What would you have to say about yeah, that? Yeah, Oklahoma is. You know, they're they're some they're a team that's really you know that could turn it on at the last last minute and really try to. Make some make some noise to say the least. Yeah, I definitely think even if Oklahoma were matched up against Clemson or Notre Dame or even even Alabama, I think they could score some points on them. Uh, Kyler Murray, I think is that is a special player. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's really really good. Uh, I hate to say that we'll never see him play football after this <laughs> season because he took five million dollars. He was a top ten draft pick in the yeah. MLB, so that shows you what kind of athlete he is. Versatile, but I, yeah, really. but I definitely. I would I wouldn't mind if Oklahoma snuck in and got that fourth spot over Ohio State. So, but I I think because Ohio State will have that big win over Michigan at the end of the season, they'll end up getting that spot over Oklahoma. Well, Jeff, like I said, you know, college football, you know, we're we're going to continue to, as the weeks go on. We're going to continue to you know, give our predictions about college football because it could change really yeah. any day. Like my I'm saying right now, Alabama, just like I said, you know, earlier in the show, how I didn't have Duke yeah. in the preseason Final Four. Yeah. It just it wasn't on my mind, but. As the show goes on and as weeks come on, as we see these different teams, you know, compete, things are going to change. Of so, course. Yeah, so let's dive into, you know, the NBA. As we know, you know, the Lakers, they have, you know, they, they started off pretty slow. But now, do you think they're starting to find their rhythm with LeBron? Um, It's going to take some more time. I think, um, you know, LeBron, <laughs> I, I think he may have thought – he. I think he thought Brandon Ingram was better than what he is. <laughs> um, I'm going to call it what it is. Me and my brother have been arguing about whether who was better, Kuzma or Ingram. I've been saying Kuzma for the better half of a year now, and I'm sticking by that because Kuzma has a fight in him. Now, Ingram has shows flashes, right? Yeah. Like Ingram shows flashes that he's he could be a star, but does he want to be a star? Is he really a star? Is he a makeshift, like, decent player? Like, and what I don't, is going I, on? I just don't think he's got that in him. Lonzo is what he is. Um, he's scared to shoot free throws, but he's a really good. He's a good player. He's a good player to have on your team. But I think Cal Kuzma is the better a better player than Brandon Ingram right now. And Cal Kuzma has a ceiling, right? Like he can only be so good. Um, and I thought, Le- and LeBron probably thought Ingram was better than what he was. And now they're still trying to get that stuff all together. Um, and they just need another player. I mean, at the end of the day, Magic knows that they need another player. Luke Walton knows they need another player. And LeBron knows they yeah. need another player, like another star, to even think about competing for the Western Conference title. You know, I feel like LeBron going into this season, you know, he's kind of playing like, you know, the the big brother league, to say yeah. the least, because he knows that this team, they're capable to compete, but they're not – they're not going to match up, you know, Golden State in a seven-game series. And I'm a Laker fan, and I'm, I'm saying that. No, just no. Realistically, just, you know, the first year, it's all about piecing together to see what's what's that missing piece. Because when I was watching the game against Portland, like as you said, Brandon Ingram, he played 33 minutes, but he only had eight points. Compared to Kuzma, he played 29 minutes, and he had 12 points. And, like, LeBron, he was finding Kuzma throughout that game. And LeBron ended up finishing with 28 points and. 
it's been it's been a while since they won in Portland, and that was a that was a big game. Yeah, really. well, the the biggest thing, like I said, with LeBron, I think, I mean, of course, when you join a new team, LeBron teams are are kind of like the Patriots, you know, start off yeah. slow, but no, like I said, normally there's a co-star, there's a Kyrie Irving. I mean, last year in Cleveland, there's even a Kevin Love. I mean, depending on how great you think he is. This team, there is no guy like that right now, at least not right now. And, and I think Kuzma, uh, it's for your team to be great, Kuzma's got to be like your third or fourth best player. Mm-hmm. Like he can't be your second best player. Right now, he's the Lakers' second yeah. best player, and and that's not gonna, you know, that's not gonna win you a bunch of games. Like that's not gonna, that's not gonna have you competitive against the Golden States, against the you know Boston's, against the Milwaukee, you know, the teams that are really there at the top, Toronto's that are at the top of the NBA right now. Um, so I think LeBron is slowly but surely figuring that out. And the Lakers have to look appealing enough, right? Like, because everybody just thinks they're going to grab, whether it's Kawhi Leonard or snatch Clay from the Warriors. Yeah, it doesn't or, work like you that. You know, <laughs> yeah. you have to be competitive enough. Like, Sonny, you know, good weather and LeBron James just doesn't make players want to come play for your organization, right? Like, yeah, you yeah. have to look competitive enough to a star like a Kawhi Leonard, like an Anthony Davis, like a, you know, insert your favorite basketball player, for them to say, dang, that looks like a good place I could go, not only a good place to live, but a good place to compete and win. And if, you know, if Ingram or Kuzma or whoever doesn't show that enough, mm-hmm. not only will it be hard to attract a free agent, even if you want to trade for somebody, it's going to be take a lot more than just those guys if they aren't playing and they aren't winning to grab an Anthony Davis through a trade or to grab a, you know, whoever through a trade. So yeah. you, you, they got to show more. They got to show more on tape and they got to be better. And, I mean, the thing is, like, this Laker team, they're a talented team. Very. We have Lance Stevenson, you know, they have, you know, Josh Hart. They have, like you said, Lonzo. They have they have different pieces. This is all about, you know, you know, finding that rhythm and finding that like niche to compete. But once again, I'm I'm naming these players, but then again, they're just not the only team in the Western Conference no, as well. No, not at all. So which goes on to like, you know, we're gonna get off the Lakers, but let's talk a little bit about, you know, we could stay in the you know, the Western Conference. Let's talk about Houston. What do you think is going on with Houston? Um, I think Houston, <laughs> I think they missed their window. Their window was last year, right? And yeah. and they had the opportunity. They had the champs on the ropes. Yeah. And they blew it. Um, now, granted, you say it was a Chris Paul injury or, you know, whatever the case may be. But, yeah, their, cha- but yeah. their chance was last year and it didn't happen. And I don't, and it, they will not get that opportunity again. I don't even know if Houston makes the Western Conference Finals this year. Like, what? that's like that. Uh-oh. I think that this year's, I mean, that this team, when they lost Trevor Reason, when they lost Mbappé Mute and they replaced him with Carmelo, like, that isn't an equivalent. Like, that doesn't match up. And, their defense has gone down. They're losing a bunch of games. Chris Paul is not said to be – who knows if he's going to be healthy throughout the entire year. Right. Like, their chance was last year, mm-hmm. and they blew it. And, like, the windows in sports close so fast, right? Like, you, yeah. like everybody doesn't have this big, long window like the Patriots or the Spurs or, you know, years ago or the, you know, the Warriors right yeah. now. Like, <laughs> most teams get a one- to two-year window. You get, like, the Dallas Mavericks that beat Miami. Or yeah, you get, like – you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you get that one- or two-year window – and once it's closed, it's closed. Yeah. And and the Houston Rockets window is closed. Like I don't think you know, like <laughs> it's they, closed. They right. had it. They had a chance and they blew it. Whether because of the injury, whether they missed thirty straight threes in the game seven last year, whatever the case may be, it's over. And you know this this team just doesn't look like it's recovered from yeah. last year. Yeah, we are definitely in a new day and age with uh, you know NBA basketball because you have different teams that are starting to rise up. And Houston, like I said, it's either. If you presented the opportunity, go take it. Like you were literally 
handed, you know, the Western Conference, you know, championship, really, without doubt. You were handed that and, you know, with the injury of, like, Chris Paul. So that, that kind of set them back, to say the least. But I feel like, you know, moving forward, Houston, like, right now, they're ninth in the Western Conference. And they might win some games. You know, I know it's really, really early, yeah, of yeah, course. They're, but they're not going to finish ninth. Yeah. I mean, they're still going to finish around in the top five somewhere. Yeah. But, I mean, you finish the top five, Golden State finishes number one. Like, yeah. I mean, you see them in the second round, you're going to lose in the second round. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it's just like, I think Houston will get it together. They'll put together a win streak of some sort, but they, I, I think their championship window is, has closed. Yeah. Now, if they pull out this trade for Jimmy Butler, things may change. Right. But as of right now, the roster is currently constructed, it's closed. Give me your take on this, Jeff. The Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets. Right now, you know, they're second in Western Conference. Is this one of those things where – Am I over-exaggerating, or should we see how things play out? Really? Well, I, I think to properly evaluate a team, at least in the NBA, you need to be about 20 to 30 games in. Yeah. Um, once you're 20, 30 games in, you are what you are, mm-hmm. right? Like, you, if you – I remember the Warriors were 24-0 a couple <laughs> years ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, they are – like, that's why they won so many games. Like, <laughs> you are what you are. Now, 10 games in, 12 games in, uh, you know, the Nuggets, do I think they have a good team? Yes. They have a team full of good players. Jamal Murray, Gary Harris – uh, Nokic, I mean, uh, Yurkic, my bad. Like, they have a bunch of, like, good players. Yeah. They don't have any stars, though, or superstars, right? And in the NBA, you need stars to win. Yeah. Like, good players can Without only get doubt. you so far. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's why the Jazz are only going to be so good. That's why, you know, you need stars to win in this year's NBA. And so, I mean, this day, I mean, the NBA, period. Yeah. So, like, that's why uh, the Denver Nuggets, like I said, they'll be a competitive team. They'll they'll make the playoffs. They'll be really good, but there's only so far that they could they're gonna go with no stars. I mean, just good players. I'm glad you made that you know that assumption about the Denver Nuggets because time after time we'll see different teams get to that like hot start and then they go on like a 15 game losing streak and then yeah. next thing you know they're in for the lottery pick. So yeah. let's hopefully hopefully I don't think that's, that might happen to Denver. It's just something about when I was watching them play. Um, it's just they have that different type of finesse to them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like if you have finesse in NBA, that's if you play loose and play together, hey, it might be a day and age where they might be a team where it, it might go up. So Jeff, um, you know, as we you know, as we close into, you know, transitioning over to, you know, NFL football, what what's gonna what would you say your hot take is on um who do you who do you think is a team to watch for. So the best team in the NFL right now is the New Orleans Saints. And they just got better, which is crazy. They just signed Des Bryant this morning. Um, they they have a – the reason why the Saints are the best team in football is because, one, they have one of the all-time great quarterbacks that's still playing as an all-time great. Mm-hmm. They have an elite wide receiver in Michael Thomas. They have an elite run, uh, running back in Alvin Kamara with a great complimentary piece in Mark Ingram. Uh, and then they have a defense. Now, secondary is viable to get beat sometimes, but they have a front seven that leads the league in rush defense, right? So you can't run the ball on them. So then you become one-dimensional, yeah. right? So and, – and with that um, – and I think also what contributes to them having number one rush defense is because they're always playing from ahead. They score a bunch of points. Yeah. And now adding Des Bryant, you know, in a place – in a place that they probably needed some help, you know, because in the red zone, Des Bryant isn't going to be a guy that's going to burn you down, the, you know, down, and neither is Michael Thomas, but they have guys that are big targets in the red zone. Go with Alvin Kamara to go with Mark Ingram. I think the Saints are the number one team in the NFL, and right now I think they'll probably win the Super Bowl. What? Oh, the, you think they're going to win this? I, I want to say the Saints over – I take the Saints over the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. 
the Chiefs. Okay, now that that makes me, you know, makes me, you know, wonder to say the least because Andy Reid. That's all I'm gonna say. Andy Reid. <laughs> Andy Reid's <laughs> Chiefs. I'm gonna give my quick take on you know this NFL season uh, briefly before we wrap up. You know, a team that's really uh, been like this that surprised me. Although I'm a Steelers fan, the 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 Chargers. Yeah. The Chargers really like yeah, great team with Phil Rivers. They are out to prove something, to say the least. And I feel like they've been in the hump these past, you know, few years, and they have not been able to make the playoffs. But this year, I feel like they're onto um, they're really onto something. And on top of the Chargers, I'll have to give it to the Pittsburgh Steelers as well <laughs> with, the, with the situation they've been in, with all the noise behind Le'Veon, and if he comes back, if he's going to continue to you know hold out, it it's been too much noise. But let's give props to James Conner. James yeah. has played his behind off on top of you know. You know, Ben playing behind off as well, and Ben, you know, getting kind of old. Like watching the game last week, seeing him get hit yeah. <laughs> pretty hard, and he, you know, but Dobbs came right in, and you know, he executed pretty well. So, it's a couple teams we're going to be looking out, looking out for as the season approaches. But once again, this has been Webby Webb with the Talk It Up Sports Podcast Show. Thank you for listening. You know, stay tuned. Make sure you follow on social media platforms at Talk It Up Sports, Jeff. We got something we about we about to really. It's gonna get be after. special, man. Definitely. Yeah. Thanks for bearing with us with all the different, you know, first time technical difficulties, but we look forward to, uh, you know, keeping it up with you guys. We out.